0: So, don't oh, thanks so much. Yeah, it's said, I'm not from here at all. But what I said actually in the first service was I feel more at home here in South Africa than I do in America, because that's where I originally, for the first 19 years of my life, lived. Um, but the Lord really showed me that actually where He is, that's <laughs> how. Like, He says in, in, in John 12, my servant must be where I am, there there I am my servant will be also. And because, yeah, because of that, I, I realized that wherever the Holy Spirit leads me, it, it can be in the worst place, the best place, that's going to be where I feel most kind of common with you guys is a really good um, And that's kind of what I feel in my heart for tonight, uh, just about um, God being, you know, our Father and his, we're part of His family and the purpose to it. So why why do we come to church? Why just a bit of my background, so um, back in the United States, I grew up super lost, like super off the rails, but my parents were actually believers. My dad was um, in ministry as well. Um, he was a pastor, and I, yeah, I was very rebellious, and I guess the Lord gave me a measure of influence, um, but I used it for the wrong reasons. Um, I actually, like, I guess, when we were given that kind of like ability to lead other people in a certain way, I was leading people way off the rails uh, because, you know, for the wrong reasons. So, from 12, 13, I was way, 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 way I started to withdraw from the fellowship more and more and go into the world more and more, and then over time. Actually, that offered me, too, back then. Back in there is. Um, yeah, he broke <laughs> But I, yeah, basically, long story short, uh, I had sinned that I didn't deal with, and then started to grow and until it was fully grown, led to death. So 2017, I was semi-serving the Lord, member of the church. Year and a half later, I was worshiping Satan um back in America, back full yeah full glow um in the darkness and then share how like I got saved or how I ended up back here. I don't have an you want. Okay. Yeah. So yeah I think what I'm gonna be charging is why we need fellowship. So I think I decided um that I didn't need fellowship that I would kind of go do it on my own and just sit the influence of the, of what was around me kind of quickly swept me away. And um, I was working in the restaurants and everything, getting involved with people that were uh, also kind of Satanists, like a, a cult. And um, selling drugs again, you know, the drug, drug again was really a bad space. And then we got a pain in the middle of a ritual, basically, that God had to choose between my career or um, my soul, like pretty much. It was like, I was going to sell my soul to Satan, because he told me to come back here, where he, you know, like where my circle must be, where I am, and I was ignoring it. And then in the middle of a ritual, God came and opened my eyes and let me experience hell. And actually up until that point, I didn't think I could ever come back to God because of my sin, I was like, okay, I messed it up, there's no coming back, there's no second chance. Um, But then God made it clear that there's actually, because of Jesus, the way back, but if I don't take it, I'm gonna, he's gonna hand me over. And, um, yeah, I in the middle the evening, let me experience the wrath of God for just a moment. Uh, he was like, this is what it's going to be like for us of eternity. And it basically just felt like God lifted his hand off of me. Um, and I almost experienced that cutting off in that moment, uh, that there's never coming back home kind of experience. Like there's no turning back here. And I thought it was too late. So I'm like, just give me one more chance. Like surrounded by people that are bring through the ritual, they're going to kill me if I don't finish this thing off. Um, and I knew the Lord was breaking the room, like There was no doubt about it. So I was like, I'm going to get out of here. It's 3 a.m. in my flat. These guys are going to kill me. And I just prayed, for Jesus, to get me out of this. I'll give you my life. I'll do whatever it is. I'll go to South Africa and just make a way. <laughs> and um, he came in that moment. They couldn't touch me. They got up enough ground. I prayed that. And then he gave me this wonderful opportunity to come home, actually here. So the next day I quit my job, left my career, left everything that I was building up for myself, and then came here during CMT. And it was like coming home. It was like coming back. Coming back into the, the leaders, like it really changed everything for me. It was just the environment from there, the environment that the little coming me to here. Uh, Why do we life together? What, why do we fellowship? Fellowship is basically a word for community. Being together. Doing things together. Spending time together. Uh, enjoying one another. Um, why? Like, is it just to become really good friends and have a lot of socials? Um, because deep relationships are built, but I felt like I've, I just had this sense that there's more to it. Lord, what is this? Uh, what is this all about? and um, he, he did start speaking some things in into me so i kind of um, wanted to share some of those with you guys tonight uh, and also think of like in the culture we're in it's very much individualistic like Leonard spoke about a couple months ago we're all kind of on our own mission and, and busy and have our schedules and we're kind of yeah it's still about 2021 and it's it's just a lot gets into the way we do things where it becomes difficult to do life together and to become one in that sense, and one one heart, one mind, one purpose, running for the same goal, for the same thing. Um, so how do we build this kind of culture in, in, in when we're busy and we have our lives and you know, we only see each other a couple times a week? So I want to speak a about unity and um, go from there. But basically, what I want to speak about tonight is the why of, of fellowship. So unity, um, just like holiness, isn't just the absence of sin. Unity isn't um, like unity isn't just the absence of conflict or problems with one another. Or just, just because we you know this, and you know, just because we don't like each other doesn't mean we love each other in a sense. So you, it, there's an active oneness, just like in holiness, there's an active Christ reference It's not just about not doing this, but it's actually about we do this. So there is an active uh, oneness that we need to fight for. Actually, if we want to be one as Jesus desires. So there's actually a scripture in John 24 that I want to read. We get a bit of where this desire comes from after all. And it's uh, it's a beautiful passage of Jesus praying to the Father about the desire of his uh, which is that we would be one as they are. So we look to what is fellowship? Where did it come from? Fellowship always was there just so before the foundation of the world. Jesus said, like, because you love me before the foundation of the world the father son and the holy spirit were in fellowship loving one another and then they desire to bring more into that love so first there's the fellowship and then there's the bringing more more in so the, when, I, when i figure out well, is it just about doing life together um it's that god's whole heart? Uh, I was also starting to think it's first there's a the fellowship to bring more people into and that has to be cultivated, but then there is also an adding of more into this love. And God's heart through the Bible is He wants to add more people into a relationship with Himself, yeah. uh, like in like in the garden. Like that's the first you know He said, "Let's make man our own image." Adam and Eve in the garden uh, were created that they could know God, be face to face with Him, yeah. in perfect communion. Nothing in the way, nothing in the way. And there was one term that they had to keep in order to stay in that fellowship and always, obviously don't rebel and eat from the tree of knowledge. And when they broke out, the result was picked up. That they were picked out of that, front. they were cutting off. And that's kind of what I experienced. I felt like, in the moment where I got saved it, like, the experience was like cut off from the presence of God. Yeah, almost in the same way, Jesus, like on the cross, he was cut off from the presence of God. That's what I felt like, like there was this, I didn't realize how I needed this until he showed me what it was like to be cut off. Um, so we see that in, in, in the Trinity, in the Garden, and one more thing I want to express is actually look at the Old Testament because there was a people of God in the Old Testament called Israel. God wanted to make a nation uh, that could reflect what it's like to be in relationship with the beginning in the midst of tons of other nations that were just lawless, well, worshipping many other gods. So um, Israel was meant to have a land, actually, where they could fellowship. I mean, God's hard for them to have a land. It says kind of a lot, that's, that was his desire for them. And they were meeting in synagogues, and there was this togetherness, and this oneness, that reflected something of whatever we like in heaven. Um, all of us together, worshiping God. Um, and basically, in, in that land, what God told them was, if you don't drive out all the other Canaanites from this land, then you're going to end up, you know, if you spend spending too much time with them, if they're going to be around, you're going to end up influenced by them. You're going to end up worshiping their gods. And um, you're going to end up compromising. And then basically, in the, the terms of the covenant, is then you lose the land. Um, that was how kind of the whole covenant worked, is if you if obey, you you'll bless you. you disobey, you'll curse you, and you'll lose with, uh, the land. So part of what i was speaking, like part of the reason doing life together is crucial because we're so moldable by design. Like we were made that way. We would, what we spend our time looking at, filling ourselves with, um, beholden, And that's what we're going to become. What, what we worship, we become like Jesus. Like we, we, we were meant to worship him alone and become conformed to that image that that was broken. Um, and when we worship other things, when we look at other well, in a sense, it can look like many things in our day and age. We actually become more like that. Um, so since we're moldable, um, then, uh, yeah, it's almost like we, this is part of the reason why we need to do life together, because we become like what's around us. So after the, after the exile of the garden, the it led straight up to Adam and Eve. You know, they sinned, man was cut off, and then they people came together. And actually it shows an example of how people came together in unity, but in sinful rebellion. And actually the power of unity was shown here, but actually identified that this is a problem, because when these people come together, and they came together to build the Tower of Faith, and if we can read Genesis um, 11, 6 and 9, um, it shows how they came together to make a name for themselves, and actually, that uh, this was going to be a problem because it was going to, there was power and unity. So he said, The Lord said, the People, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible to them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them. From there, Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord used the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them and cut them out of fellowship with, from one another over the face of all the earth." that God? So we see what these people do when they came together. The result of the exiles they came, they, they wanted to come together, but they a name for themselves. And God stopped them, scattered them. The punishment was that they were separated Then they couldn't do that because when they come together, it's powerful. Um, And then in Acts chapter 2, we see Pentecost and actually people from all over the place, different cultures, different backgrounds coming together in one place, and God unifies them again through the Holy Spirit. And they're speaking the same language again. You know, people with different tongues were speaking each other's languages, and it's like this reconnection in God so that they can make a name for Jesus, actually, not for themselves. But actually come back together to make a name for him and that's this is what we're doing now is a continuation of it that was the birth of the church and um, yeah i think it's it's important that like, we look at each of us that can reflect something of the image of god although it was broken each of us can reflect something about that no one else can and that we actually need one another to bring a full picture the way that i see is, is kind of like a puzzle like each of us is one piece but when they come together it reflects a fuller picture of jesus to the world and Yana carries something of Jesus that all of them are and um, I carry something that he doesn't carry. When we come together, um, there's a bigger, there's a clearer picture of what, what Jesus wants to show to the world. And uh, same thing with cultures. When I went to Brazil, it changed me in such a way that they carried something of the love of God, and they were affectionate people, and they were really just so, uh, the way that they fellowshiped and worshipped, I really started to see the value Actually, if I hadn't gone there, I would probably be different by right now. But I was able to bring something there that maybe they didn't have, and they were able to download something into me to bring back here of just the way that they love, uh, the way that they reveal God to me. So yeah, because we're multiple, when when parts of the body come together, um, it's, it's almost like we're like play when we're helping one another. We're helping God can use actually someone else to make you more than like Jesus. He can speak through someone else and actually shine their light into the darkness of us to make us more like Jesus, to make us to the image of his son. So I mean, I mean, this show me the 4 p.m., by the way. But um, the fact that I say leg <laughs> is proof that, actually, I'm a woman, and I was influenced by coming here. And uh, the young dude, the guy that I live with, kind of up, that's what I'm saying, like, oh, they can shoot you off your guns now and everything. And I'm actually American. <laughs> it's proof that, actually, me being here and you guys I've got kind of a big oprechaun, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's supposed sort of to up with a lot of ourselves. They're all oprechauns <laughs> respond. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the fact that I speak some oprechauns and then my family, not to lose. Uh, I guess, OK, one of the things that I realized is when I went home, coming back to Africa for the first time in a while, and I was like, oh, this is kind of why anyway I am the way I am. Everyone here eats spicy food. Here, I'm like a crazy guy, too. Everyone's like, whoa, what are you doing? But actually, there, everyone is. And same with tattoos, like everyone has tattoos. Um, But then I go back here, and it's like, I feel bad about this is weird. But I guess young people, after living with me for eight months, he went from like not even tasting a little bit of spicy food to like putting chilies all over the stuff, and just going forward, and just showed it He became more like me, and I became more like him after spending so much time together. yeah, we, we pick up on what the, the people around us are doing and we start to speak the same language. Um, yeah, we're called to be set apart. Um, like, in the world, but not by it. It's, it's, a, it's a thing of, like, it's not just becoming like one another and, and only staying out one another, but it's actually to have that impact on the world. But if we're not in this fellowship and we get put in the world without a foundation, like a biblical foundation, we could easily be like the Israelites who compromise, um, who were influenced more by the world than they influenced the world. Like, we're the salt of the earth, and we're meant to rub off in a good way on the world for the gospel, so that people may come to know Jesus. You now, if you take the pull out of the fire, it's a classic example. Just watch how quick the thing and um, We need one another. So, I guess... The I'm um, kind of jumping things around here, trying to figure out what to include and what not to. But I guess um, yeah, when after the after the Israel exile, they went to the same place, you know, in the Garden. They went to build a battle, But for Israel's exile, exile, they went to um, Babylon. The same city. It's the same picture. Um, and actually, when they were allowed to go back. There was a scattering, actually, because they didn't stay in Israel like God told them to. They didn't stay in land, So they were scattered around, and that was called the diaspora. That's still happening today. And even those Jews that were scattered, they are and they're not walking in that promise at the moment because they went, and so they, they disobeyed, and they, out of fear, they went to these other the places. And even those diaspora Jews were influenced in ways by the cultures around them and the places where they went. So they're open to different interpretations of the scriptures, and their thinking was changed. And, um, yeah, one one thing is that God can use where we are, like where we're from, like me being from America, God can use that to influence, in a a way to, um, if more minister more effectively, like He can use the way that I'm different. And as as well with you guys, like how Paul, he had, he was around a lot of Greek culture, so he was able to minister to the Gentiles, in a way, like, how can, God used you to minister effectively into the world and to really reach people. Like, as well as me, having been in established um, and party here, here in the world here, I feel like I can relate in a way that God can use my past, my broken past, actually, for his kingdom now, in, in a way that I can um, more, minister more effectively, too. Um, so that's one way to think, of as well. How can God use you to pull more people into this love? Uh, what is what is different about you that, that he can use? And, um, yeah, I'm kind of dumb with around here at the moment. Um, so, I'm just going to take one moment to. Let's see. So, yeah. I think one thing that God was is, is highlighting in the first service, and I feel like he's as well. Speak and encourage us in, is speaking and encourages him is this thing about us being his children in the father's house and actually speaking that, that love into us as his children that he takes the light in when his children um, gather in his name and are actually home. Um, and um but i experienced when i you know when, when i parted my heart to the lord and i didn't keep my heart open i actually experienced the cutting off and th- th- i felt like i could never come back home and, um, that's what God eventually does when we harden our hearts, so He hands us over. And just like He handed over to Israelites the slavery of the King of Babylon, God hands, hands us over to our own ways if we harden our hearts. And there's this thing of, we could be in the fellowship too, but our hearts aren't in. And there could be, actually, walls between us and the people around us because of sin. And, like, sin can really be a wedge uh, between you know, guilt, shame can be a wedge between us that, that we aren't really one. That actually, I'm not, gonna kind of keep my cards close to my chest. I don't wanna put myself all out there with the people around me and really open up um, that these people can shine the light in. I'm gonna kind of keep to myself. So we can, like I was here, I was in the church, but my heart wasn't in it and I wasn't open to receive. And we can quickly like kind of feel when someone's heart is or isn't open. And um, I feel like one of the things I wanted to do tonight is break some of these walls down and actually take, like, Leonard was actually speaking about how, um, like, how we can actually come before God again now, even though we're sinful and even though we have all this stuff against us, actually, in the sense that Jesus took that on himself that we can actually come home. He became the way home. That we can actually be reconciled to God and to one another. um, That we can actually be one again. So there wasn't coming back, there wasn't any chance of us being forgiven or any, well, until Jesus took that. Someone had to take that punishment. And I think um, one of the things that, that I've experienced the power of fellowship is actually bringing out sin into the life and actually allowing people to correct me allowing people to, you know, confessing my sin in whatever the Bible speaks about. It. Um, so I want, to, I want to read a scripture from 1 John 1 5 through 7. Is, this is a message we have heard from him to proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we allow him to not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And um, even I use this, this is the example of actually like my first pain out of the Toxic environment I was in, I was battling drug withdrawals. I came to TMT, the doctor's school, and you know, there were probably two in the sky. I was quite rough around the edges just coming off drugs and battling withdrawals and really struggling. And, and I remember thinking, I can either try to fight this on my own and cover it up and not allow these people or I can go against it. I can actually bring this. They're having a platform of things into the light, into power. So I raised my hand and I actually just confessed to the whole group that I should have battling drug withdrawals. And they stopped the class, they got around and prayed for me, and something was shifted it. Now I've actually brought this out in the light, and these people can walk it out with me. Um, there's this thing that has been keeping me from God, and now these people can help me, actually journey this with me. And another example, actually I have a friend And last year, um, who the first half of the year, he there was a big wall between me and him. His heart was not open uh, for any input or anything or just even a relationship because um, because of this, you know, he was holding on to his life and everything. And when he actually had this thing, he was battling with his whole life. I was in the darkness. No one knew about it. And it was in the moment where he brought it out. And actually, this thing that was in between him and the rest of the believers, and between him and God came out, there was, like, this explosion in the spirit. And it was, like, 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 almost like, whoa, like, what just happened? Like, he just, it, it was like he died right then, And, like, the whole thing was dead, and there was a new person that came out. Once he dealt with this thing, actually um, allowed us allowed us in and allowed God into that thing to heal that part of his heart. And from the now, he's, like, walking like, in leadership and everything is like a completely different person but it was just like, I felt like there was a wall and it just got smashed uh, when, he, when he dealt with this thing. And then when we allow other people to speak into our lives and when we allow other people to hold us to account, uh, it's much better than if we're trying to fight this thing at home like fig leaves, trying to cover up our sin when God sees everything. Actually we have one another that are going to uh, really help with another end and rather deal with it with someone here now uh, than with God on the last day. Time children. Okay, so
1: yeah.
0: Okay, so basically, like what, the thing about being home, feeling like we're alienated and can't come home because of our sin. Um, it's, it's something that I experienced too with my with my parents, like in growing up and. In America and everything like I had so much sin that actually they weren't going to tolerate me like enable me to keep doing this because it was destroying me but they loved me so much I thought they were just judging me and coming down hard But you know Jesus actually came out to condemn the world but to save the world and he hates the sin that keeps us from one another and he hates what separates us from him because he wants us to come close and he, well, the father wants us to be home actually we see how much the father wants us to come there by looking at what Jesus did on the cross um, so, me thinking I can never come before God, well, thinking I, think I couldn't come before the leaders, you know, I'm just going to rather draw back and stay away, because, you know, I'm dirty and I feel guilty, um, will keep us from receiving grace. And He says He the grace to the humble, who are humble enough to, to own it and to name it and, and to bring it before him and to bring it before others. And a lot of the times when I, when I get convicted about something, actually, I actually try to just wrestle with it in my heart. A lot of times, like the active, the action that He will call me to in repentance is to bring it to another person. Because a lot of times, we just keep it in the dark, it's not going to actually get dealt with. Um, so there's that active, you know, God uses one another um, to, to do that, to, to help us in our walk with Him, and to live in the love, and to have fellowship with Him. Like He said, we were once alienated from God. And like all of us, every one of us was alienated from God. Um, separated from him, but actually, Jesus um, took the punishment that that we deserve, God said he was going to pour out the wrath on Israel and those nations for actually rebelling and leaving the fellowship. And actually, Jesus took the cup of God's wrath on himself and became the way back home for us. And um, there's just this now I feel like there's just this invitation tonight to, to break down walls um, that are keeping us from one another, to even heal those kind of areas of maybe feeling guilty or, or shameful that I can't come before God with the believers. Because actually, I could feel in the past few weeks or we were going to be, just has been to told that it takes on, it's being separated. And I feel like going forward with the church, it's really important that we throw ourselves into um, the fellowship so that more can be brought in as well. And so, we don't want to just be here, you know, like, we could either go really far on the end of like, just, you know, fellowshiping a lot and not reaching out even more, more in, hand, or we can actually go on the other side of just reaching out and having nothing to bring someone into. And I think God's calling us to, to deal with these things because we can become really solid uh, and really tight and really close as a family, like, like a real family. Um, yeah, but, but these things are going to have to get dealt with first, some of these things. Um, so as we land, I just want to committee to want to for us or do one of them. Maybe let's stand. Like I said, without Jesus, there is no coming home. There's no family. There's no hope. You know, we we go and we look to make our our, our find where we belong and find what's supposed to be found in the church and all these things of the world Um, because it's built into us, the need to be at home the need to have fellowship. Um, no, yeah, just um, I, I wanna come and pray for anyone that feels like maybe they've drawn back. Right? maybe they feel like they've been finding what what should be found in the church, the fellowship that should be found in the church and the things of the world. Um and have actually been separated and uh, haven't had our hearts really in. Um, so if you if you feel like your heart maybe hasn't really been in To yourself and not opened up to the people around you. Um, I wanted to try to do this thing on your own. I feel like there's an invitation to come and bring it before God and allow him to break the wall down as you as you reach out and actually take action to reach out to someone in the church and and start to join this thing. Though if you feel like God has been highlighted in sin, that's that's kept you away from Him, and you believe maybe I'm broken, I'm dirty, and I can't come back home, I can't come before the Father, Jesus is saying tonight that actually it's not because we're clean it's because he took the punishment so that he can cleanse us so that he can wash us and cover us with his blood that we can come home um and and that we may not have condemnation keeping us anymore uh, from him so if you feel maybe you in your heart have felt like you couldn't come before the father and you've separated yourself from the from the fellowship leaders um i just want to encourage you to raise your hand and we Yeah, so, Lord, I thank you for the hands that have been raised. Lord, I pray that, that each person who has responded to that, Lord, would, would just come in and surrender uh, the holding on to their heart, Lord, that has kept them separate, uh, that has kept them out of the freedom of, of enjoying fellowship with you and enjoying being a part of your family, Lord, and I pray where any condemnation and guilt uh, have separated. Then Lord, I pray that you will come and, and shine the light of your happy you, the truth of what you've done for them over them, Lord, that you became sin. You who knew no sin became sin, Lord, that we may become the righteousness of God. And Lord, I pray that you know, just where these lines encrypted, Lord, that you bring truth and the truth set them free. In Jesus' name. And that we that there will be an act of walking us out, Lord, and enjoying your fellowship. And then the last week, just want to make an opportunity for maybe those who don't feel like that they're um, in a in, in relationship with God. Maybe you know that you're not right with God. In order to come back home, um, you have to make right with Jesus and, and accept what he's done into your heart and actually repent, um, to actually turn back from, from finding the belonging and security in the world and, and to find it in him again, because all these things in the world are going down. Um, you don't want to go down with it. So if you feel like you know that you're not, not right with God, And actually want to be an aid here again. you want to you want to give your life to the Lord and actually repent and believe in what his cross has done for you. I want you to also raise your hand and get some believers to pray for you. If you want to give your life to Jesus. Thank you so much. um, Thanks, Nick.